and welcome to this month's edition of the Player's Voice, where today we are in the birthplace of rugby. Rugby? At rugby school for uh, RPA Academy Induction Day. And this podcast this week is based all around player development and preparing for your life in rugby. I'm delighted to be joined today by Luther Burrell, former England international and premiership superstar. Um, very kind of you. I'm, I like to, you know, really blow some smoke mm, at you. Mm, I like that. I like that. Uh, and Luke Jean, head of player development and well-being at the RPA. Lads, how are you? We're, we're halfway through the day. We're on our lunch break. Mm. Just had a delightful chili. How I'm was the? Have you actually not eaten yet? Oh, shame. I've just had a delightful chili. I've actually not eaten either. Okay, that's why I've just had a delightful <laughs> chili. Of course, the front row, my dear. How have you found the morning, gents? Yeah, it's been very good. First of all, nice to see you again. And you, mate. I mean, it's been a while since we uh, stepped on that field together. Um, um, it's great to see you doing great things, Beef, first and foremost. But it was a great morning. Luke, I think, obviously, what you guys at the RPA are doing. I was here last year, and I saw the work that you were putting in then. And I just think, from what I've already seen this morning, it seems to be a project that's really growing for you. Um, so thank you for inviting me down again and letting me be part of it, because it's really uh, it's something that's close to me in terms of my pillars and what I represent is giving back to the next generation any way, shape, and form I can. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. One thing I can't get my head around is the size of some of these lads at 18 years old. It's, uh, I was built like a kebab at 18. <laughs> it's just a bit daunting, isn't it? It's mad. Some of these, some of these lads are, are giant. Mm. Um, and it's it sort of made me a little bit happy that I'm close to the end of my career <laughs> than the start. Because yeah. when, these, when these guys come into their own, it's going to be terrifying. But also, you know, from a, from a neutral perspective, yeah. entertaining. It's great for the game, right? It's great for the game. Brilliant for the game. I mean, you can see that at 18 years old, the athletic development now is so much more than it was when, when I was coming through anyway. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. Because yeah, you were very athletic, were you, when you, when you burst onto the scene, mate? I oh, just straight up and down, yeah. mate. <laughs> One direction. That's ball, mate. Nope, nope. Truck it up. Yeah, tinge of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mate, yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, look, I've had a great morning so far. It's, it's been great to see what you guys are up to. Yeah, look, it's been a, obviously a turbulent year, hasn't it, for, for, for rugby. These year, uh, these events every year are, are always a, a massive part of our calendar. Um, you know, from, from the very outset of these young, young men's careers, we want to obviously give them a, a bit of an opportunity to open their eyes to the opportunities uh, that are ahead of them as, as young professionals, but also the pitfalls that they might fall foul of if they don't look after themselves. And um, yeah, it's an opportunity really for us to, to, to give them an insight into um, you know, people who've been there and done it, like, like both of yourselves, but more importantly as well, the support that's always going to be available <clears throat> to them as professional players, as, as RPA members now, as, a, as, as young players, as they progress through their careers. And of course, um, you know, when they do, the time does come to hang up their boots and the support that continues beyond them, them days as well. So uh, it's, when you're coming into this as an academy player, you come through school, you know, you're, you're, you're at the top of the tree in school, you're the kid who's going to be a professional rugby player, you've got the world ahead of you, and you come to this environment and you are route one, blinkers on, I'm in professional rugby. Luke, how important is it, especially in sessions like these, to ensure that players understand there are so many different aspects to being not just a, a, a professional rugby player, but to being a human as you grow up? Because I think if we liken it to, you know, most other kids of those age, they're going off to university. Um, they, they might be starting in a, in, in a different career. They may be doing something else. But it's ultimately, it's that, that rite of passage of leaving home and becoming truly independent. 
what kind of things on the on the syllabus? I think we call it a syllabus for today. Um, we're in a school, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Syllabus. What, what stuff on the on the syllabus today do you, do you think is the most beneficial for these young players? Well, you just hit a couple of them uh, on the head to be honest with you, Beef. I think for, for us, we recognise for these young players coming into to a new environment, a professional environment, there's going to be a lot of challenges. Um, you know, we, we spoke in one of the sessions this morning. We'll speak more about this afternoon around. You know, me as, me as a young player, what are some of the things that I need to do in order to prove myself? And not only from a rugby, rugby perspective, from a performance perspective, but kind of fitting in and, and culturally from, a, you know, from an environment point of view, how do I, you know, really, am I able to be my, myself and, um, you know, to, to grow in that sort of sense with also recognising there's a pressure that might be on my shoulders and an expectation, not only from, from what I place onto myself as a young player, but also for those around me. And that might be, might be kind of parents and friends at home going, up. Uh, you're a young player now playing for Northampton Saints, you're the next big thing, and they can already already see the opportunities that come ahead of that. Um, and I think for, from a game line point of view, it's obviously our, our personal development and welfare programme that, that exists to support players in their holistic development as, as, as human beings, as you've mentioned, is to recognise that rugby is very, very important. We recognise that, and we're not trying to downplay that at all. But we want to give them the opportunity to build pillars, if you want to use that word that, that Luther's used before, and that's certainly part of our syllabus, if you use the word <laughs> um, you know, to, to, to be good people and, and hopefully off the back of that, performances will, will automatically follow. But we recognise there's a lot of things in their young careers that they won't have uh, control over. You know, there is going to be the, the risk that almost all players will go through where they're not selected, where they're injured, where they go through a poor patch of performances or, or results. Um, and it's how can we give them the tools and how can we allow them to develop the tools to enable them to to be able to manage themselves appropriately and support the people around them when those, those things do happen, because there's, you know, the career in, in professional sport is an opportunity for lots of lots of highs, mm. lots and lots of highs, but there's also an opportunity for lots of lows if, if you don't look after yourself and those around you. So I think that's a big part of it as well. And Luther, you're hugely experienced in the game. Um, you, you, you've, you've played a lot of rugby. You've seen a lot of different cultures, a lot of different environments in the sport. We've sat through a couple of sessions this morning. Mm. Is there anything that if you're talking to 18-year-old Luther now, yeah, is yeah. there anything that you've, you've seen this morning that you would have liked to pass on to him? Oh, so much. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So much. I think society's evolved, for one. Um, the, the, the nature of the sport has evolved massively. Um, I wish this was around when I was coming through and I was leaving school. So I left school when I was 16 and I went straight into an academy system and I lived, I left home when I was 17 years old and I went straight into a house and that was, that was me. Um, I had to try and make ends meet. It was really tough for me. I got myself into debt. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was trying to keep up appearances first and foremost, um, which didn't actually really matter. Um, I was going into a real hostile environment. I think the first team centre at the time may have been Andre Snayman, who a bit of a beast of a South African player. So I was a bit like, how am I going to try and be like that guy? Um, and I put an uh, unprecedented amount of pressure on my on myself. And I think ultimately that's what led to a bit later development because I, I, I got myself in some very sticky situations. So for me, one piece of advice I'd be saying to Luther Burrell, you know, if he was in this era, would be use what you have at your disposable um, here because you know what the RPA are offering is so rewarding as a as an eighteen year old lad and I think the messages that that we heard up there were, were things like you know being able to escape and don't be defined by just the sport because you know I've recently just 
come away. My last competitive game was the Barbarians. And what I loved about the Barbarians was it reminded me of why I loved it. Because, you know, you get on the beers with the lads, from people all over the world, and you just create this bond. And you have to create this bond because, you know, by the end of the week, you're going to be going to, into, into war. But we did it the unorthodox way by drinking pizza, uh, sorry, eating pizzas and drinking alcohol. And we went out there and played against you guys, I think, actually. And, um, you know, it really reminded me as, as to why I loved the game as a young lad where I didn't really have the pressure and it didn't define me. Does that make sense? Because ultimately I've come away from it and essentially I feel that that's defined me. Um, now, it doesn't take away the things that I've managed to achieve in my life. Of course, I'm very proud of that, but it overwhelmed my life. And um, if I could, I would be advising my, myself, my younger self, to take advantages of the things that are in place around me. And just on the back of that, Beef, I think the other thing is that young people, we're all in our 30s now, but it's, you know, that, that time from when you are 18 to when you're in your 30s goes like that. Uh, and a common message a lot of young players will say is, I need to focus on my rugby this year. I'll do that in the future. And all of a sudden, the future comes along and they, they then haven't maybe taken advantage of those opportunities mm. in front of them. Mm. And they look back and go, I wish I did. So what we're not trying to do is detract away from rugby and say, you know, this is all doom and gloom. There's the negatives that come in. This is what could go wrong. Make you aware of that, but also look at the fantastic opportunities that you get as part of the RPA, mm. as part of the Gain Line program through your personal development, your player development manager at your club that are there to, to support mm. you as uh, as individuals and as a collective group mm. of people. So that when that time does come, that those things might be important, and that might be that you transition away from the game in the next six to twelve months. It might be that you transition away from the game in the next six to twelve years. You don't really know, but it's not just about the future when you're not a, no longer a rugby player. It's how mm. can I do things now that are going to help me as, as a person, as a player player now? One of the, you know, one of the great examples of that from a game line perspective in, in this morning session is one of the young lads said, one of my real key focuses this year is actually passing my driving test. So it's not a case of, right, I come away from school and I have to go in to do a degree mm. because that's what society is telling me I need to do. That's what parents are telling me to do. It's, we're given the opportunity for these young players and these young people to explore who they are away from being a rugby player, because at this stage, they probably know a little bit about what they are as a rugby player and what they bring to the table in terms of their, their attributes and what they, what's required of them in terms of their position. We want to give them a, an opportunity to explore their values, explore what's important to them. And that's going to look differently for everybody. Yeah. Some players won't know what that's going to look like yet. And that's also fine. You spoke you know, really eloquently this morning, Beef, about you know, the fact that you've been through the last kind of decade or so trying things to rule them out of the, you know, rule them out of the running for, for when you do eventually retire, and that's just as valuable as finding things that you mm. do like. So. And I'll just jump in there. I think that's a really interesting point because not enough players, I believe, have done that. I, I never really did it. You know, what I did do was when we got opportunities to go into hospitality, or I was dropped and I had to go into a box and do a player appearance, etc. I networked really well. I'm a people person, and I kind of figured that out later on in my career. Um, and that's one of the small opportunities where I feel players kind of see it as a negative. When you when you go into these hospitalities, or you are or you are dropped, you know, let's try. Okay, so what I'm going to do? Who's going to be who's going to be in that box? Potentially, I could get create another angle there um, because people that do follow rugby are actually really willing to help, and they actually really do care. And, and my other point is just regarding you know what you're talking about the doom and gloom side of things. Rugby's a it's a great sport, you know. I mean can't really say too much about it as of late because you know it's, it's going through a difficult period i believe but it's a, it, it's a great sport and it offers so much but let's be honest it's, it's barbaric how many players go through their career 
not getting injured, um, you know, as you said, you know, it doesn't become less easy. It doesn't become, um, you know, less comfortable. It's just challenging sport. But what happens is you're able to adapt and evolve better. Um, and you're able to do that with things like the IPA, but being able to have the confidence to actually go out there and seek help and, and, and use what I said before, the, the information that's at your fingertips, you know. I think it's, it's interesting that you say it because I think these days, I think this crop of players over the last couple of years are probably under the most pressure that there has been in professional rugby. <clears throat> We've got, as you say, the game's in a bit of a, a dark spot at the moment. It's very much undergoing a reset, which it, it has to do. But mm. these players are going to be, you know, hopefully as part of the collective, they're, mm. they're going to be voicing their opinions and help, hopefully molding the game into the way it should be. But there's yeah. social media is so prevalent now. Every, the, the, everything you do is scrutinised. Everything you do is seen. Some of these lads have already been viral leading up to uh, the, before they've even played their first premiership game. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's also difficult going from being that, that big, big fish in a, in a relatively small pond in, in the age group stuff to coming into a professional environment where you assume that that trajectory is going to stay the same. Mm. But inevitably, there's going to be a drop-off. You've, you've got to gain experience. The premiership itself is a, a huge leap in quality and, and again, pressure. What, what things would you say to players what, to cope with that pressure that's... I suppose there's no real way of explaining what that pressure is until they're they're in it but what coping mechanisms would would you give to these young lads as they're coming through this this period and that's a really interesting question because you know what works for one may not work for another so so, so for these individuals as we said they're way 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 more advanced athletically than my generation so that's one tick um you want to get yourself in the best shape possible Again, mental health is a huge part of the game. Like it's, it's just it is it's huge, and that's because the sport initially is gonna it is just a roller coaster. Societal societal issues. Um, there's a lot of things that just are complex in the world. So I think you know we we have to make sure some of these players are mentally strong enough to deal with what's coming their way because you know essentially that when you reach the top. It's, it's much more brutal and cutthroat, essentially, and they have to deal with things. Um, they have to deal with criticism. They have to deal with positive criticism as well, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, these lads are going to come under scrutiny and it's going to be very tough for them. So when I talk about mental health, I think that is is paramount. Um, but I do think is not putting too much pressure on, the, on their shoulders as well. Um, you know, as we've spoken about earlier, you want to play the game because because you, you love the game you know, not see it as a job and it's and it's it's essentially the rest of my life. You know, it's something that you, you fall in love with as a young lad and you have to somehow remember that throughout your career because there's going to be difficult times and you're going to come under a lot of stress and a lot of scrutiny and it's just being able to gather as much information so you have the mental tools to be able to deal with certain situations that are thrown at you. So for, for me, for example... I've, my life has been a complete ball of adversity. That's what I feel like. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I've had some. I've had some amazing times. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, you've been there through some of my some of my rough patches, mate. And it's just. Con and I'm just. I feel like right now I'm unbeatable. Yeah. I, like I'm just. I'm literally like throw anything at me. It's fine because I've been through so much adversity. And what you get from adversity is that 
huge amount of resilience. And so if you can keep building on your resilience and your tolerance to just keep getting back up and, yeah, things can affect you, but don't sit in that. Don't sit in it, you know. Learn how to pull yourself out of it and what works for you, you know. It may not work for somebody else, but the amount the, the amount of adversity, like I said, builds that resilience and essentially you feel that you can tackle the majority of things that are thrown at you in your life. And then on, on, I think on top of that is normalising the fact that things are going to get tough. Mm. You know, for, for these young people, let's not forget that for this group of players actually we've got today, a big part of their life, a big part of their kind of... Uh, you know, the last three years, four years, with everything that went on with lockdown and COVID, that was a big, you know, big change for them at the age of 14, 15. You know, from a from a, from a growth perspective in terms of uh, spending time with, you know, friends at school and things like that, and that was all affected. So we, we probably don't even know what the effects of that are going to look mm-hmm. like at the moment. But I think one of the, you know, the aspects of today is, is around recognising that, you know, it's okay not to feel completely in control. And mm. actually it's an opportunity off the back of things that might be quite difficult to build that resilience, to build that, you know, that ability to deal with, with challenges. Um, you know, and beyond that, as you li- as your life progresses, you know, and we're sitting here all as, as parents and, and, and kids start coming into the mix, that provides, you know, new exciting opportunities, but also new challenges as well. And I don't think we've got any 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 parents in, in this current group of senior academy players. I might be wrong, I don't believe so. Um, but that, you know, the, the, the next kind of part of their life should be something they're very, very excited about. Mm. Uh, and we're, we're here to try and help them do that in, in the best way possible, be the best rugby player they can possibly be and grow to be the best person they can possibly be, knowing that they've always got the support of the RPA to, to back them up for whatever that might look like. I agree. I think the, it, it's quite interesting because, as you say, they, they've got a hugely exciting part ahead of them. I think, personally, the game's going to go get much stronger from here. Um, there's there's a lot of development going on at the moment that's that's going to lead us towards hopefully a much much brighter future and and making England into one of the most desirable places to to play rugby and that'll be the you know that that will affect the careers of everyone here for the entirety of it fingers crossed in a positive way but the the, the starting sessions the of this day are very much based around the pitfalls as they should be because to enjoy that excitement enjoy that level of um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the right word that that to enjoy the excitement to enjoy the the, the highest highs yeah, the opportunity. of the game that's the word thank you you can edit that out uh, to enjoy the opportunities that they're going to get from this sport they have to be they have to be able to have the longevity to stay in this game and they can't fall into you know some of the easy pitfalls I think one of the one of my favorite sessions of these every single year. This one of the earliest ones is the the lesson on social media, which, as we said, very prevalent in this group. And I think this is the first year that um, the, the the person that runs it hasn't got anything particularly incriminating off one of the players' Instagrams and put it up on the big screen, which is a step in the positive direction, in my opinion. <laughs> but these these are the kind of pitfalls they can fall in, and then they can go and enjoy the things like them winning the premierships, winning trophies, winning tight games with their friends, and ultimately, as you said, they're creating the the tightest bonds. When you were, Luke, when you were this age, what was your, and this is probably going to be the last one because we're going to have to wrap up to get back to the classes. Mm. What was your biggest ambition at this point in your career? I was very, very much, I had tunnel vision, shall we say. Um, So this is why I believe it's very different for this generation because I was just rugby, rugby, rugby. I lived in a house Jordan Crane was in my house. Danny Kerr was in the academy. Uh, Keenan Mile was there. 
Um, and these were all unbelievable rugby players at that particular time. And I was, I was like, oh, no, I need to catch up with these guys, really. Like, what, what's going on? You know, these guys are playing first team rugby. I'm like, why am I not playing first team? I'm not good enough. And I was putting more pressure on myself. Um, so, yeah, look, mate, it's um, it's been it's been a very interesting morning from that perspective because it's very different, very different times. But I, look, for me, for me, when I was coming through it, it was just all about rugby, and that's all I knew. Now, did that work for me? I believe it did, Ethan. I believe it did because I came from a community where I didn't have much, um, and I knew one way for me to have a lot more was being a professional rugby player because at that particular point, you know, World Cup had happened and rugby was really on the rise after the 2003 Rugby World Cup. I'm not that old. I was, <laughs> I was at school. I was like, I was at junior school when that, when that was getting played, you know, so I'm not that old. Um, but I mean, I was a kid watching the 2003 World Cup and just to clarify, I was a child. Um, and since that moment, rugby was on the rise and I just had, that tunnel vision um uh, and it was because those guys had paved the way and there was financial stuff and i could look after my family uh because we didn't come from much and my school was not the best and i didn't have a good experience there so rugby was my way of escaping escaping the world essentially um would i have done things a bit differently if i'd had the opportunity potentially yes because i'm at the last stage now well the end essentially and you know, I'm now having to reinvent myself. I'm not, I'm having conversations I probably should have had 10 years ago um, with certain people. Don't get me wrong, though. I'm still, I'm still enjoying myself. And one thing I will say, just to, just to wrap, wrap it up is, you know, one thing we do have in life when you've made it as a professional good player is a leg up in most opportunities, right? People, love the game and people associate rugby players by being hard workers, good, genuine people, good morals, etc. So it does give us a leg up. So I would advise any up and coming rugby player to just, you know, jump into their community and their network and create start now creating those relationships because, you know, it's it's a relationship that you that could have such long longevity. Um and set them up for, you know, life after rugby, you just never know. Perfect. And I think that drive is something that everyone needs to have. And clearly it paved you well for your career. I think today is about how do we keep that drive, but then also ensure that the other things don't necessarily get out of control. But we're going to have to wrap it up there. The syllabus awaits. So uh, a big thank you to my guests, Luke and Luther. This has been The Player's Voice. If you want to hear anything in particular or any particular guests, please tweet us using hashtag The Player's Voice. But otherwise, thank you very much, gents, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All best. All best. All best.